You are now entering the Bloodless. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Yes. How you doing today? I'm uh, battling a little cold. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, I gave Jason my cold. <laughs> I have a um, fisherman's friend in my mouth, so poor Kevin now has to smell menthol. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just have a weird disease I, now. Well, I thought you had, like, a sailor groupie in a there. A sailor groupie. I was worried. Not a fisherman's friend. A sailor's a, groupie. And not a grouper. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I'm stupid. I love that. <laughs> Don't you dare cut that. So the fisherman's friend is for the sore throat? It's to help stop you from coughing. Oh. It's like, it's, it's menthol. <laughs> it's a word for that, you know. What? It's a cough drop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a lozenge type of thing <laughs> that you put in your mouth, and when you were previously where you were coughing, this time after when you now have the lozenge in your mouth, you would cough less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably come up with a better name for that. <laughs> but how are you? I'm healed. I had my <laughs> I had my my cold. Gave it to you. I'm fine now. Doing doing fine. It was crazy. It was the first time that Matt and I have mm-hmm. slept apart in the same house. Really? For several nights oh, to make sure he, were... he didn't get sick. Oh. He did not. He didn't get sick. He did not. He did not. He did not get sick. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> so you guys slept apart because of me. Yes. Oh you came God. between me and my oh husband. My God. I, I am pretty sure it was me that gave me the cold, too, because you don't actually see a lot of people. <laughs> you don't cut out much. <laughs> so I came over here, breathed on you for an afternoon. I'm very popular. <laughs> I have friends. <laughs> I know. I know. They're just not here a lot. They're just like just they're mostly they're online invisible. friends. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're very popular. Thank we you. all love you. I've just started so sweating from the anxiety of <laughs> no, the lack of friends. friends. <laughs> I'm 32 and I have no friends. You have friends. <laughs> I, you have, but like, I don't know if I'm one of them considering I came over and got you sick. Oh, and that's... You know, the ironic thing, too, is that I came over to record, yeah. got you sick, and we didn't even use the episode. <laughs> We've tried it twice, so maybe third yeah. time's the charm. Yeah, so, yeah, we never even used it, and uh, and you are sick. Sorry about that. I feel actually pretty good. Well, you're over it now. Mostly. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah every now and then I get a hack and cough for, yeah. like, a minute. Mm-hmm. But it only happens, like, three times a day now, so that's pretty good. Nice. Let's just hope the next hour is not one of those times. Well, who you're, knows? You're welcome. <laughs> In other news, how's your Halloween hangover? It was delightful. You had a nice time on Halloween? I had a lot of candy. Oh, good. I had a lot of candy. Good. I get your uh, leftover candy, yeah, which is I, nice. You get a lot of leftover candy. I came into Jason's home booth here, and there's a pile of only chocolate candy for me <laughs> here next to me, and I couldn't appreciate See, I'm your friend. Yeah. And you're my friend. Of course. only a friend would do that. Exactly. Not a Skittle, not a Jolly Rancher, not a hard candy in the bunch. I'm going to give you my Skittles. Yeah, I know. You want the... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a symbiotic friendship. Yes, exactly. We get, we get a, a sorted mixed... 
bag of candy, and I'll take all the chocolate ones, and you yeah. take all the crappy ones, and, and we'll be fine. They're not crappy. I noticed that you have a preponderance of Almond Joys. Yeah, Almond Joys are shit. I, I don't even know if I said okay, a word excuse right. me, I fucking love Almond Joys, okay? And But you had a lot left over because kids weren't taking them yesterday? The kids literally glared at us when there was only Almond Joys left. <laughs> okay, so two things. Fuck you, kids, <laughs> and more for me. <laughs> yeah, no one wants coconut. In their I candy. love so you don't like almond joy. No, I you hate never them. feel like a nut. I like nuts, but I don't like cocoa nuts. But sometimes you feel like a nut. I am always a nut. Okay, so sometimes you don't feel like a nut. Well, I like almonds. Do you not know the phrase? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond joys have nuts. Mountains don't. Because sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes what? you don't. What is happening? <laughs> what is happening right now? You don't know that song. No. <laughs> Did that happen in, like, 79? Oh! <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> oh, my God. You! Being sick makes me sassy. It betrayed me! <laughs> I was supposed to be making fun of you for not knowing something. <laughs> and you turned the tables, and now I'm an old man who knows things from my youth. Oh. But you're a candy daddy now. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could embrace being a candy daddy. That's, yeah. that's a phrase I kind of like. Come lick my chocolate bar. Okay, I'm over it now. <laughs> Thank you for that short-lived new gay term. <laughs> All Never right. forget. But you had a nice time on Halloween. And I you d- the, the kids. kids. Oh, my God. The kids dressed up. It was amazing. There were Some of the kids came with makeup that I was really impressed with. I was mm-hmm. like, you are going to be a makeup artist. Well, the tutorials and stuff that are available online and stuff, like, kids just have access to a lot more yeah. like information than we did. When I did makeup as a kid, it was normally just like... All green or yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah, it was like, like one a, color. Like a palette of, exactly, one just like coating of something. And I was like, I like, did such good makeup. Right, like a white, or like a like a pale white face. You wouldn't have to do that part. Uh, but just like the, <laughs> the, the dark circles under your eyes or something. For, and I'm a ghost. I, yeah, no, I and know. Now, though, I look like, like a ghost. And they have, like, there's the whole, there's oh, the whole. Oh, like, the yeah, contouring. Exactly. We had about four people do Day of the Dead. And like. Nice. Beautiful, like like they, they they really embellished in ways that I would never have thought of, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, you're 12, and mm-hmm. your makeup is ridiculous. Is that your favorite thing about Halloween? The kids coming to the door. I love the kids yeah. coming to the door. Yeah. It's so, and we now have a new ring doorbell, mm-hmm. and I set my phone to chime out a creepy organ every time the doorbell rings. Ooh, that's so good. every time the doorbell rang, my phone was in my pocket, and a creepy organ would happen as I'd opening the door, and the Ooh. kids would always look scared. Ooh, nice. And I was like, yes, Candy. That's good. Yeah, that's so good. There were a couple young kids that got overwhelmed by me, Matt's sister, and your husband, mm-hmm. as we all were like, yes, the kids are here. <laughs> oh, my God. They're like, trigger. Oh, my God. <laughs> Running at them with the bowls of candy. Was my husband wearing the uh, T-Rex costume at that, that time? He did or? that one time, and he went, Rawr! And he was like <laughs> oh, two no. five-year-old kids. Oh, no. And they both went, they both went <gasps> God, I didn't hear that part. Uh, I was at work, unfortunately. I had to be at work while you had your party. Next it's, Halloween, maybe. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's yeah. Hope so. Anyway, I hope everybody out there had a really wonderful, safe, happy Halloween. Yeah, I hope you guys gorged yourself on candy. And for those that don't gorge yourself on candy, I hope you gorge yourself on apples you bobbed. Mm-hmm. Let's jump in, yeah? Yeah, give me I a bright spot. I have no fucking idea what we're talking about this week. But oh, good. Our bright spot this week is just for you, you writer of books. What? Yes, this is all about, okay, October Books in Southampton, England. 
Is it a store? Or it's, is a, it a... it's a bookstore. It's a locally owned bookstore. It's a family owned bookstore in Southampton. And it's called October Books. October Books. Okay. And they have been in one location since 1977. But okay. they were having some trouble with rising rent prices. Oh, okay. So, but, but, but it's, this is good. Don't forget. It's a bright spot. Don't forget. <laughs> you're getting very, like, you're very doom and gloom. I'm just saying there was one time where it was like migraine medicine, but only for the rich. Well, true. Yeah. No, I love <laughs> that one. Um, no, this is all good. Um, they wanted to move into a, a building down the street. There's okay. an old bank building, and they could get it for $400,000, which banks. I don't even like. Like four hundred thousand dollars for yeah. a bank? That sounds like a pretty good price. That's a great deal. I wonder if it comes with the money still in the vault. Oh, maybe so. It's sold as is. Whoops, we didn't know it was here. <laughs> we didn't know there was a million dollars. <laughs> um, but no, they did a crowdfunding uh, for the four hundred thousand, and they got it. They bought the building down the street, but then they had another problem. Oh no, no, How? no problem. Shh, this is all good. <laughs> I'm just telling a story dramatically. Okay. How do you get your stock of thousands of books from one to the other? Right. It's down the street. It's that's down the block. It's basically okay. very close. And so they put out another like release and asked for people to do sort of a human conveyor belt. <gasps> what? And they expected maybe a dozen or a couple dozen people to show up. Two hundred people in Southampton, England, showed up and moved the books hand over hand. What? They passed them from person to person to person to person to person down the block, five hundred feet. That makes me really happy. And moved the entire store. In an afternoon. That's amazing. And from the crowdfunding to the human conveyor belt that moved all of the books, it was just this moment where the community just, you know, loves this iconic bookstore that is part of the fabric of the community, and it needed help, and they all showed up for it. 200 people went and passed books to each other down the line. You know, and local businesses were like giving the volunteers coffee and snacks and stuff, and just it's there's some pictures of it, you know, of the whole chain of people, and it's gorgeous and it's just wonderful. I totally would have been like Lucille Ball, and I would have been like, oh, I want this book, and just put it on the ground, and then kept the other ones going. Oh. <laughs> and then like, well, and then like by the end, I'll have time, yeah, and I'll go there, and I'll be like, I need to buy these books. Oh, that's oh, okay. Not you would buy them. Steal them. No, she just ate them. You know. She, <laughs> I love that you just have like a pile of I books next to you. I would just sit down and start reading while they're passing <laughs> books over my head. I'm sorry, I cannot be bothered right now. And stuffing them down your blouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the bright spot. This Thank week. you, October Books, yeah. for living another day. Isn't that cool? Yeah. All right. So that's our uh, bright spot this week. Shall we dive in? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What, um, what, what's what's happening now? You well, said it was a doozy, but I know nothing. It's above that. Quite the doozy. Good. All right. Moving west. Mm-hmm. Pioneers. Mm-hmm. Dysentery. Uh huh. Typhoid <laughs> fever. What? Wagon train. Yes. Cannibalism. What? That's right. We're gonna go to a party. <gasps> Is it the Go tell ahead. Me, tell me. It's tell the Donner, Donner Party. Hey! Oh, my God. I was hoping. I couldn't wait till we were going to get to the Donner Party because it's right up our alley. Yep. Oh, and my it's God. technically the Donner Reed Party. There's another family that was kind of. Donna a- Reed had a party before <laughs> she had the show? Yeah. <laughs> she brought all her Tupperware oh, west. I get it now how it evolved. So it was a TV special first, the Donna Reed Party. Yeah. And then that kind of spinned off into a show. Okay. Oh, man. They, I love early television history. So. The, the Donner Party basically brought a whole new meaning to Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 
Guess who's coming to be dinner? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, all right. If you haven't heard about them... You probably don't live in California, for one. They were a group of pioneers in 1846 who were heading west to California, but after making many, many mistakes, mm. ended up stranded for a whole winter in the Sierra Nevada mountain oh, range. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of death and stuff. So mm-hmm. this is a dark episode. Cool. Bring so, it. So buckle up, Betty. <laughs> going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> the origin of this story really starts back in 1839 when a journalist, John L. O'Sullivan, mm-hmm. wrote a piece about how white Christian man was basically put on this earth to help teach others about Christianity and to save them and bring them into their way of life. Mm-hmm. We're hoping he's the first to die. <laughs> In addition to that, it was obviously land meant for the white man since no other humans lived there. Like sure. Like the United States with all, you know, except for the Native Americans and, like... No, no, no. So, anyway, in 1845, he would write another piece about this, only this time he would call it Manifest Destiny. He, he coined the phrase Manifest Destiny? Yeah. What's his name? John L. O'Sullivan. Okay, thanks, guys. This asshole. Yeah. So this particular article... Who coined the phrase eminent domain? That's what I want to know. I don't know. All right. But this one we know. In this article, he basically pled for the U.S. to annex Texas from Mexico Mm -hmm. since Texas wanted to be a part of the United States. Mm -hmm. Later that year, he would write... How'd that work out? I think there was a big war. Can we give him back? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they want him back at this point. They don't want him back. Yeah. Later that year, he would write about Manifest Destiny one more time where he was arguing that Britain was claiming Oregon... And that that was wrong, what? that everyone deserved democracy. So basically, we should get Oregon to make it a democracy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love the idea that we could we should forcibly take over a place and in make order them to vote. free it. Yeah. That's wonderful. Freedom is the only way. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he was actually anti-war, though, mm-hmm. and thought it should happen peacefully. <laughs> Um, which is hilarious because it's like I'm here. It is. Well, it's just like I'm here. We're this is my land now. Lands, yeah, uh, but we're gonna be really nice about it. Yeah, God told me to take it. Yeah, so, so you're welcome. Obviously, yeah. you can just leave now. Yeah, bye. bye. <laughs> All right. Well, a ton of people in the 1840s were basically like, "Yeah, let's go west for sure." There's new opportunity out there, and we can be our very best. It's so crowded here in Boston. It's like Pokemon. I wanna be the very best, <laughs> like no pioneer was before. <laughs> I'm gonna go kill the Indians at West. <laughs> oh no! So the Donner Reed party also heard about this manifest destiny, and they were also like, "Fuck yeah!" Yes, absolutely. Yeah. World police. Yes. Cannibalism. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> so the team's getting ready, right? Mm-hmm. They were gonna leave from Independence, Missouri, in May of 1846. Well, they already found Independence. I know. Ironic. So they needed to leave around this time because it would help them avoid the winter snow and the muddy trails that could trap their wagons in the spring. Mm-hmm. So basically, I, I you play can't... the Oregon Trail. Okay, yeah, I don't know how it goes. <laughs> the trip would often take around four to six months, mm-hmm. and so May was the best time to leave before the winter. Got it. And you know, it would be post spring showers, all that stuff. You didn't want to leave too early. You didn't want to leave too late. Sure. Well, so, they had, I feel yeah. like they had it figured out. Yeah, they're like, like they thought they did. They're like, it's gonna be May. Oh, no. So. Oh, no. Was that Justin Timberlake? Yes. My voice is shot, so this is the best you're getting, listeners. You're welcome. Thanks to me. (laughs) You're welcome. The majority of wagon teams would travel the well-known Oregon Trail, Mm -hmm. and then in lower Idaho, they would head south to change to the California Trail. Oh. Fun fact Mm -hmm. about the Donner Party before they left. Abraham Lincoln was friends with James Reed, 
who was one of the leaders of the Donna Re- Donna Reed party. Mm-hmm. I love that I keep calling it Donna Reed. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's just go with Donner party from now. Donner party. Yeah. Okay. Why did it go down to one name? Uh, well, history. we'll get there. Oh, Reed it's... died early. Okay. <laughs> so, ah, so Abraham Lincoln and James Reed used to be messmates. Where they would eat together when they served together during the Black Hawk War, one of the many Native American wars that wow. we had. Okay. So they're friends. Okay. And Lincoln helped Reed legally go through bankruptcy and get him a lot of money. Oh, he was a lawyer. Yeah. Sure. Because of that legal help, Reed was able to get a lot of money to buy land in California, which I don't get. You just went bankrupt, bitch. How do you get money from this? Oh, my God. It's like, That's talk crazy. about golden really? parachutes. No kidding. Did you see The Office? I declare bankruptcy! <laughs> you can't just yell at her. <laughs> I love that. You can't just yell it. <laughs> I declare, yes. But apparently you could and just get a lot of money for yeah, it. Yeah, I declare All bankruptcy right. and in I that, end this bank. In that case, I declare bankruptcy. Yeah. <laughs> so basically he got the land to buy, money to buy land in California and he's inspired by the destiny. And he's like, let's do this. And Lincoln mm-hmm. apparently was also very interested in joining them. But his wife was like, hell no. Really? And instead he became president. So I think it worked out for him. Well. Well. <laughs> <laughs> It worked out, let's say it worked out for us. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, it didn't uh, end up so well for him. So the team would consist of 32 Donner family and Reed mm-hmm. family members mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of employees to help them drive the wagon. This is something oh, okay. I didn't know. When they went west, people would like hire other people to like do their wagon stuff. Absolutely, and I didn't know that. If I was you're like, go through an undertaking. You need some like you need some Sherpas. I thought it was like, no, you better get there yourself. The like good old libertarian style. Well, no, I mean, if you're if you're truly if you truly have freedom, then you're free to hire people to do the shit you don't want to do. I know, but so that's... yeah, and they're free to work for you. My favorite thing though is some of the employees were called Teamsters. Oh yeah, sure. You know yeah. why? It's basically, the local union in Hollywood. But yeah, oh, but that's totally the same thing. You know what right. a teamster is? They drive stuff. They drive the team of, of yeah. animals, right? And they become those. So they were the drivers, and they become the drivers. And yeah, they're, like they're that now that their team is you know horse powered horse powered vehicles. vehicles. Yes, and I love the teamsters. Yeah, they're great. Union. I'm all about unions. I don't know where this anti-union streak is coming from. You. No, I, I, I just like the idea that they were called Teamsters. That's right. They're called Teamsters, okay. and they're the union. And you better not be union busting, you I'm asshole. In two unions, I'm very pro-union. Very good. Yeah. So I'm on a break now. Oh. <laughs> what a great union break! Okay, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> so the main players would be James F. Reed and his wife Margaret Reed. Okay. And George and Tamson Donner. Okay. Those would be like the main people in our story. We're going to get some new main people later on. It's like a TV series <laughs> where new series regulars come in. Sure, after these die off. Yeah. Kill these off. It's Eat like uh, The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so James Reed would buy a two-story wagon with a built-in iron stove. What? Talk about glamping. Shit, yeah. A yeah. two-story wagon? And I, I, could, I thought to myself, you would really want to be with that daddy, wouldn't you, Kevin? I <laughs> If I had to choose a daddy, yep. yes, I'm gonna go with the built-in stove, double wagon. Yeah, yes. we're gonna go west, daddy. Yeah, yes. two-story wagon, daddy. I'm gonna be up top. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna be up top, bottoms up. Yep. <laughs> he just goes upstairs. And he's like, oh, oh, all right. I guess we're doing this. <laughs> guess we're doing what? Are you surprised? That's why I'm brought along. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm an employee. <laughs> Oh. In this scenario, <laughs> you're a mister of the night. I'm, I'm one of I'm one of those guys that got hired. Yeah. yeah. So the wagon was so big it required eight oxen to move it. Shit. So the Donner party would head out 
and managed to find another large group of wagons heading west being led by William H. Russell. Okay. All right, so they joined him. Oh. They would, however, have a death early on. Mm. Margaret's mother would die on May 28th at the age of 70 from consumption. Oh. Yep, so tuberculosis is joining this group, too. So when they buried her and left her behind, did she then crawl out of her grave every night and, like, (laughs) follow behind the wagon train to become a vampire? Or did she just... Did she just, like, torture the local people close to where she was buried? She she crawled after them and was like, Mah! All right, so so vampires do stick with the family. Of course. Okay, all yeah. right. So for the most part, the early traveling was rather fine, other than that death. They would hit some trouble about 200 miles from Fort Laramie, though, when heavy rain and a river that was a bit too big delayed them. And they were left with the dilemma, right? The the game was asking them, do you want to ford the river? Or uh, do you want to create a raft from your... Yes. yes what did they do? <laughs> they waited. They waited. Oh, they waited. Oh, no, that was the wrong choice. I know. They, oh, no. So... Because even if you break an axle, I played the game. Yeah. Even if you break an axle, you can fix it. I know. Uh-oh. So, Tamsin Donner... You don't want to lose time. No, I know. that Uh-oh. That's going to be our biggest nemesis. That's what I'm saying. They, they made the wrong choice. Yeah. So Tamsin Donna would write to a friend back in Springfield, quote, Indeed, if I do not experience something far worse than I have yet done, I shall say the trouble is all in getting started. Which is basically they're having trouble just leaving. Sure. And there's part of me that's like, if that's the case, maybe wait a year. No. Maybe. Anyway. Because bad news are coming. So, as I mentioned. (laughs) That's like someone being like, may this be the worst thing that happens to you all year. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not gonna. Not gonna be. So, during this time, a few other families would join the big wagon train, okay. including the German immigrant, Louis Kiesberg, his wife, Elizabeth Philippine, mm-hmm. who was pregnant with their son, Louis Jr., mm-hmm. and their daughter, who was already born, Ada. Okay. So, they join. Okay. He's going to be a major player later on. Another person So, that, we're like season two. Yeah, we're season two now. All right. Another person that would join them was Luke Halloran, who was alone. Okay. He's all by himself. Okay. Um, he's sad. Singing. He's just walking. All by myself. He just has a bindle. <laughs> he had consumption. He, he did? Yes. Did he actually? He did. <laughs> so he was just a, a guest star. Yes. <laughs> he was a date He player. was a recurring for oh, okay. a few. So <laughs> he had seven episodes and then... A quote from Wiki. <laughs> quote, Luke Halloran, a young man who seemed to get sicker with tuberculosis every day, was passed from family to family as none could spare the time or resources to care for him. Oh, my Lord. I just love the idea of, like, it's like, your turn. Yeah, where did we pick God, up this asshole? Damn it, yeah. Jesus Christ. He, he would die on August 25th. He's all... During this time, I mentioned there was really only one trail to California, right? Mm-hmm. Except there was another one. But Why the fuck are you lying to me? <laughs> but it had never been used. You said used. the California Trail. Right. Shithead. But this other trail had never been used. Then it wasn't a trail. By wagon. Sorry. It was been used I by people. I didn't let you finish. I know. Okay. It was called the Hastings Cutoff. Oh, dear. Langsford W. Hastings uh-huh. discovered this other route that was supposed to cut off miles from the trip and save them the trouble from the Mexican authorities who were in charge of California at the time. Oh, Langsford sent all these letters to these wagon trains, right, at Fort Laramie, basically recommending that they would travel in really large numbers to go to California because the Mexican authorities didn't want them. They were going to turn them back. Mm -hmm. So they're basically, you know, a caravan of people looking for a new life. Like, say, a migrant caravan that's going toward another country. Yes. To make a life To make a better life for themselves because of dangerous and terrible conditions. I can't relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) So he said that if they wanted to go a better route, then they should head to Fort Bridger, 
where he would wait for them to take them on their journey. He's like, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get you there faster. Mm -hmm. It's going to be safe. Mm -hmm. He was a liar. Mm -hmm. The folks traveling in the giant wagon party had a lot to talk about. And most people decided to go the tried and true way, right? Right. Okay. So most of this big wagon was like, no thanks, we're good. But a handful wanted to go to this new Hastings cutoff route. Because they're okay. like, this is going to save us time. It sounds good. We had to delay because of the rain and the river. I like the idea of a cutoff. Yeah. I like some nice cutoffs. Oh. I'm wearing cutoffs right now. I thought you were talking about, like, circumcision. No. I was like... Why would your mind go there? I don't know. I was like, that's really specific, but if that's what you like, okay. Wow. I'm not going to judge. Let's go with the cutoffs. Yeah. And we'll get them really short so that the pockets stick out a little bit. Oh. That's my favorite kind of cutoffs. I like to grab the pockets and pull them. Whoa. Because then the people don't know what's happening. You are just a mischief maker. I do. I like like it. I love it. Get up to the top of the wagon. (laughs) We're doing this. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> and, and while the oxen are pulling, it's just hearing like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I don't know. That's the best sound I can make oh for sex God. right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing this. Ah, ah, ah. This is over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So the Donner Party was a part of the people who wanted to do the Hastings cutoff route, right? Okay. Despite the fact that Tamsin Donner really didn't like the idea of it. She's like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And she lost her morale because of the choice. She got a bit depressed. Okay. Her thought was that this Hastings route hadn't been tried and she didn't want to be the beta tester. Sure. She's like, I know what happens to people who try things first. They die. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we live in a time where if you try things first, you die. Mm-hmm. She's going to be the Cassandra of this whole mission. Yeah. Uh, so. so basically they were leaving the main group where William H. Russell was the leader, right? Mm-hmm. And suddenly they didn't have a leader. And oh. they needed one. And Tamsin did not step up for it. No. So they all looked at the younger men, but most of them were European immigrants. <laughs> and uh, they decided that none of them were suited to lead because they were foreigners. Yeah. Because we just are terrible. My God, really? We're... We are in a migrant caravan going west to another country, but we still have time to discriminate against people who got to America a little later than we did. Yes. Good job, Americans. Great job. Really proud. So they basically looked at the people like Reed and Donner. Okay. Well, people thought that Reed was uppity and snotty and entitled. True. And Donner was more kind. Would not stop talking about Lincoln. Yeah. (laughs) And Donner was more kind and people easily sided with him as a leader. There we go. They're like... It's all Donner, baby. He's nicer. I so, guess he's nicer. He's got that nice big wagon. Yeah, he's just, he's nice. just I like him. I want to have a beer with him. Yeah, exactly. He's the kind of leader you'd want to have yeah. a beer with. He doesn't know anything about how to do things, but no, no, you no. just like the guy. But, you know, as a as a bunch of people, we know what to do. So yeah. he's just, yeah, he's very likable. Yeah. We're going to go with him. I don't want a guy who plans things and no. knows how to run a business. No. And... There's other, this other one over here is just yapping on about climate change. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's real annoying. <laughs> so, all right. So they headed to Fort Bridger, mm-hmm. and they would arrive expecting to find their new guide, Hastings. Mm-hmm. However, oh, no. when they got there, he was already gone. What? Hastings basically left them a note saying, follow him and catch up. Oh, Jesus. Uh, he would leave them notes on trees and such along the way. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. Notes on trees? Yep. Okay. So they actually never should have reached Fort Bridger because a journalist, Edwin Bryant, went alone ahead of them to kind of check out this route. 
and he saw that this particular trail was going to be hard as fuck. Uh huh. And he added because right, there wasn't for wagons, right? And he added that going this with children was going to be almost impossible. Oh my god! And there's a ton of fucking children on this journey. Oh no! Yeah, I know. Really? It's, it's not great. That's not great. No. Oh. So Are we get into the dark part soon. We're we will. Okay. Get, it, so far, only one guy's died. Uh two. Two. Only two guys have died. There'll be more. Okay. So he rode back to the place called Black's Fork mm-hmm. and left them a message saying, don't go. Uh-huh. But the letter would never reach them because a man named Jim Bridger had a trading post on this route. And he was like, I can make more money if people use Hastings Cutoff. So I'm going to stop this letter. Oh. So he hid the letters uh-huh. and he lied to the party saying that the Hastings Cutoff would save them 350 miles, which is a lie. Wow. And it would keep them away from the natives, which was a lie. Oh, my God. And This he, is the season two finale. I know. And he warned them about the Salt Lake Desert, though. But he claimed it was only a few days travel. Which is a lie. Oh my god, this guy. So we found our villain for season three. That's cool. Yeah. So Reed was like, this sounds great. Yeah. And he convinced everyone, including... Hey, we'll be in California in three days, everybody. Yeah. He convinced everyone that this was the best plan so they would make some repairs before following Hastings. They were fixing axles, weren't they? Yes. Yes. So 89 people in 20 wagons left Fort Bridges and headed for disaster. <laughs> well, they were headed for California. Yeah. They just got to disaster first. So they hit trouble almost immediately okay. when they got to Weber Canyon, basically a canyon along the route. Uh, what? Yeah. Shocking, I know. <laughs> What's a route? <laughs> so <laughs> they found a note from Hastings no, attached to no, a no, stick. No, 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 goddamn things. Like this awful Hansel and Gretel crumbs of like, <laughs> there's going to be some shit happening up ahead, but well, definitely come this way. What I love is that he stuck a stick in the ground and then attached a note to it. And he's like, that won't get rained on and disappear. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it's fucking, you're putting a paper note in the wilderness and yeah. hoping that people, Jesus Christ. There's a thing called wind. Mm-hmm. So It's like slightly better than actual breadcrumbs. Yeah. So basically, a Hastings said to them, I made a mistake. This route is a bit tougher than I thought. <laughs> and uh, he said, you should make camp and wait for me to find them a better route. So, Are you kidding? Fun fact about Hastings. And we Hastings. have no idea when he left this? So fun fact about Hastings. Uh-huh. He had never taken the shortcut. Ever. The Hastings cutoff was named Un- after him and, and he had never been on it? He'd never been on it. He had theorized it. You're fucking kidding me. Nope. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> why are you laughing? This is horrible. Oh, it's going to get oh, nasty. Okay. The group was like, this isn't good. No, this is bad. They're like, maybe we should go back. This is a canyon. But then they were like... So how far away for the, were, from the California Trail were they now? Months. Oh, God. Really? I think so. Holy fuck. Okay. So they were like, all right, we wasted a bunch of days. Yeah. So let's just not cut our losses. Let's stay here and make camp. It's like, dude... It's a sunk cost. Just go back. Just, like, go back and run. Well, they had this note from a really trustworthy guy. Yeah, who left them behind. Well, sure. So they would wait over a week, and he wouldn't return. Mm -hmm. So they sent someone after him. Mm -hmm. The person would return a few days later after finding him and say that he told them to take this other route. And so they start to take this other route. But it was even worse than the route that he had first went on because there wasn't a road. So the wagons had to maneuver around wagons, trees around and trees. rocky terrain. And rocky terrain. Yeah. They had to basically make a road. A whole, with wagons. Yeah. One of which is fucking two stories. Yes. Wagons. Yeah. Oxen. Yeah. Children. Yeah. No. So because of this fuck up, they would lose 18 days. Ugh. There were days that they would only move two miles a day because of all the trees. They had to literally cut trees down and mm-hmm. move them to the side. Well, they were trying. They, their problem was they were moving at rush hour. 
Yeah. They would only they would <laughs> wait till three o'clock to go anywhere, and that was so stupid. So before long, mm-hmm. another family would join them. The Graves. Family. What? Where'd they come from? From behind. Oh well, they yeah. came behind. They got all reach the... around. <laughs> they got all the same horrible information. Yeah, great. Okay, uh, I'm volunteering. Someone needs to take down these fucking notes. Yes. So they were some of the last people to leave West for this year's journey, mm-hmm. and the Donner Party was like really growing nervous now because they knew the Graves were, family was going to leave last, mm-hmm. and this meant that they were way far behind the, their the, schedule. The last people had caught yeah. up to them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "We fucked up. Mm-hmm. We got so, lapped." But of course, they fucked up too. Yes. So they finally cleared the Wasatch Mountains, uh-huh. and they came upon the Great Salt Lake. Oh. Well, that seems like it would be easier to move. Well, it's salty. Well, of course. It's a salty bitch. <laughs> you know all about it. You're yes. your fisherman's friend. <laughs> so things were really starting to turn bad at this point. Oh. Men were now pointing fingers as to who was the reason that they took this shitty route. Uh-huh. A lot of people were pointing at Reed, oh. who was really? like... Really? Yeah, well, because he was like... Reed's like, you didn't even vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> and they still, like, Donner let us down this way, and they still don't like me. Yeah. So poor guy. Now they're in the. He's great... like, I declare, I am a friendly person. Yes. Did it work? <laughs> I am a friend of the president. If you bring up Abe Lincoln one more time. <laughs> All right. So now they're in the Great Salt Lake Desert. Yeah. Which is a nightmare to travel. Okay. Jim Bridger, the uh, man who was more concerned with making money than the lives of people, had sure. told them it was about forty miles or so and should take them two days. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it took them six. The families with less money were starting to run out of food and supplies at this point in the journey because it was taking too long. Yeah. And while in the desert, the nights were freezing and the days were crazy hot. Yeah. They ran out of water three days in completely. (gasps) Oh, my God. And the animals on the journey started to rebel. Some of the oxen became so weak that they had to abandon wagons and the oxen to die. They had to shave that second layer off right. of the wagon. Exactly. Oh, no. They left behind the, the second story bunk. Right. Yeah. Other oxen broke free and fled looking for water. Gotta love it when peaceful animals that are domesticated are like, no thanks. Yeah. I know. Oh, it's like, no. they're just like, no. These Keep... animals are revolting. Yeah. You're telling me. I've been telling you that since Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was Paul Lind was on the trip. He didn't know. So wonderful and so terrible all at once. <laughs> so, quote from Wiki. Mm-hmm. Quote, the party pressed onward on August 30th, mm-hmm. having no alternative. In the heat of the day, the moisture underneath the salt crust rose to the surface mm-hmm. and turned the soil to a gummy mass. Oh. The wheels of their wagon sank into it, in some cases up to the hubs. No. Yeah. People now started hallucinating, thinking that they found Hastings and other wagon trains and lakes, but it was all mirages. Oh, my Jesus. Yeah, they're literally losing their fucking mind. Yeah. So they finally crossed the desert, right? Right. And a few young men tried to find and recapture the animals they lost. Reed became more hostile and alpha after the desert because he had the most losses. Oh, good. Oh, really? Yeah, because he had most animals, and most of his animals ran away. He demanded an inventory from everyone and suggested that some of the men should ride up ahead and go to Sutter's Fort in California, Mm -hmm. which is where they're all heading, So, um, but in advance to get backup supplies. Yeah. Basically, that... That makes sense. Yeah, How's that that mean and alpha? It was the way he said it. He was like, I demand (laughs) you take inventory. Look, Donner said the same thing, okay, but he was just so much nicer about it. I think we should take inventory, guys. Hey, good idea, Donner. Oh, my God! I just said that. Yeah. (laughs) So Charles Stanton and William McCutcheon Mm -hmm. would volunteer as tribute in a dramatic (laughs) turn of events after Primrose Everdeen was called from the bucket. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So cool. Those who were staying behind finally regrouped and moved animals and wagons together. Mm-hmm. They consolidated so they could take only what they needed. Sure. But before they would take off, the young men who went after the lost animals would return and let them know a little bit of bad news that uh-huh. they uh, happened to notice that they had another 40 miles of desert ahead. What? Yep. I just, I, I don't mean to be a downer or anything, but you know what we just did? We're going to have to do another two days of it. Yes. Yeah. That part on the second day when you lost your ever-loving minds, we're going to do that again. <laughs> I didn't like the first take, right. so we're just going to get another one. That's right. What is this about? <laughs> this is season three. They got really weird in season three. All those hallucination scenes. It's they, weird. they jumped the shark. It, mm-hmm. it's, ratings were bit. down. They needed yeah. to get them back up. They were like, let's go back to the desert. And the viewership was like, God, I don't know about that. I don't know. Didn't we do this? Can you imagine being on that, that trail and having someone be like, so we're going to go to the desert again? Mm-hmm. I would be like, no. <laughs> yeah. I just start screaming. <laughs> so the good thing is, though, they were actually able to cross this desert way better than the last stretch. I think there was less gummy mass or whatever. I see. But now everyone hated Hastings. They like, we fucking hate Hastings. Mm-hmm. They finally finished the cutoff. And they rejoined the normal trail. Oh. But they had lost a month of travel time due to delays. In that trail? Yeah. Oh, my God. A month. Wow. So the thing that was supposed to go faster for them delayed them immensely. Yeah, yeah no. So they're now traveling along the Humboldt River. All right. Where they would meet up with some Paiute Native Americans. Okay. I apologize if I said it wrong. The Native Americans would travel with them for a few days, but then would steal some of the animals. Oh. So they're like, we're friends. JK, I'm taking your animals. Wow. So at this point That's now... Shitty. All the separate families are feeling a bit desperate. It's like, we didn't do anything to you, Native Americans. Oh, yeah. No, I'm kind of like... That came out of nowhere. I'm surprised. (laughs) I don't don't see why they have any sense of grievance against these people. I like the idea that, like, hey, yeah, we'll help you. (laughs) Oh, you go to sleep? Okay. (laughs) Grab the horses. Grab the horses. There's only two left. (laughs) Um, So at this point, the separate families are now all starting to feel desperate, Mm -hmm. and they all break off from one another to make better time. They're like, fuck the train. You're kidding me. We're going on our own. Really? Yeah. Oh. The Donner Party was now ahead of everyone. Oh. At this point, a conflict happened between... Everyone got together and were like, let's just let the nicest ones go first. Yeah. Donner, after you. Yeah. So at this point, a conflict happened between Reed and a man named John Snyder. Nice guys finished last, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha. Maybe they do, but they start first. Yes. Oh. So the two of the, the two wagons basically got into a bit of fender bender for some reason, which I don't know how the fuck you do that in the middle of an open fucking plain. Well, the oxen from the back wagon bites the wheel of the front wagon. You're not going fast enough. Ah! Exactly. Uh, so Snyder got out and uh, started beating one of the ox Whoa. that was a part of Reed's team. Jesus. Reed stopped Snyder from beating the ox, so Snyder started beating Reed. Okay. Tempers are flaring. Yeah. Reed okay. retaliated by stabbing Snyder to death. What? <laughs> yeah. That escalated quickly. Well, he's being whipped. Like, no, well, you sure. can't. Don't fucking whip my animal. Maybe then stab him once. That's all I'm saying. Well, he did, but then he was dead. Oh. He stabbed him right under his, like, collarbone into his heart. Damn. He just was like... He just had good aim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy was a... He was a war veteran. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, don't fuck with me. Don't whip a war veteran. Yeah. If you learned anything. So the other families that were there basically talked about what to do because they weren't governed by the laws of the East anymore. They're now far West, Mm -hmm. and they're like, there's no laws out here. Right, and we can't even call George Soros to find out what his opinion is. Oh, no. So they actually all really like Snyder. 
which is ironic because he was an asshole in the situation. Well, he didn't deserve okay. to die, but he no. was an asshole. Yeah, but they liked him better than Reed, yeah. who was just a, who just would not stop talking about Abe Lincoln. Yeah, they they really didn't care for Reed. Mm-hmm. So Kiesberg, the German guy. Well, Reed goes, I declare that I am innocent. Yes. I am bankrupt and I am innocent. <laughs> so Kiesberg, the German guy, wanted to hang him. Mm-hmm. But they voted and they opted to banish him instead. Oh. So he had to leave his family behind. Which what? I'm like, if they want to go with him, let them. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Did they want to, though, anymore? His whole family was probably like, yeah, no, he's an asshole. Yeah. He keeps talking about Abe Lincoln Thank every God. night at dinner. Ugh. So he headed out the next day. But he found a gun and food that his daughter stealthily dropped off for him up ahead the night before. Oh. So that he could get to where he needed to go safely. Okay, not to come back and kill everybody. No, 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 All right, fine. So he has a horse, he's got a gun, he's got food, he's on his way. He'll be fine. Yeah. So Reed would catch... probably the only person that lives in this story. (laughs) (laughs) So Reed catches up to the Donner Party, and along with one of the Teamsters, Walter Heron, Mm -hmm. the two of them take off for help to Sutton Fort Mm -hmm. in California. Right. Oh, Sutter's Fort in California. Right. The rest of the party would now endure really bad luck. Oh. They lost... Now? Yeah, even more bad luck. <laughs> they lost more animals to the locals. Oh. And uh, the ones that they were able to keep alive became so weak that they all had to walk on foot and abandon their wagons because... You're kidding. The, they just can't they carry... They couldn't be towed yeah. anymore. Yeah. So they would finally reach the end of the desert madness only to get to the edge of the Sierra Nevada. Oh, my God. Now they don't even have wagons anymore? They're just walking? I think that a few of them may have had, like, tiny wagons, but it was really... Like Like red American flyers? Yeah. (laughs) It's like a little wagon for a child. Right. Yeah. And the oxen's still like, ugh. <laughs> with an ox in it. Yeah. <laughs> a child's wagon with, with an, an ox, ox in it who's too tired to yeah. walk. <laughs> the ox is like, listen, I did 2,000 miles. It's All your right? turn. You take me over this mountain. Yeah. So it's now October. Oh, no. Yep. And they were told that snow. At the base of the mountain? Yep. And they're told that snow doesn't happen until November. Don't worry. They were in need of a desperate rest. However, when William Pike was shot by accident as William Foster was loading his gun, oh. all the families agreed, you know what? It sucks here. Let's just go for it. Uh-huh. That people, was People are getting randomly shot now. Yeah. Uh-huh. So at this time, one of the men who went ahead to find Sutter's Fort in California, Stanton, would return with two Miwok Native Americans mm-hmm. named uh, Lewis and Salvador. Okay. He would return with mules, food, etc. Oh. He was able to also let folks know that Reed and Heron had made it to Sutter's Fort, too. Okay. So he's like, people know where we are. They know we're coming. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. Yeah, but they're not going to come help us. Hopefully they'll come help us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the families would take off one by one up the mountain. with the uh, Donners. I want to be the first. Can I be the first? So, well, the Donners took up the rear. Oh, the no. Donners axle broke. Oh, no. And then George Donner would cut his hand badly, making a new one. Oh, no. So we'll get back to that. I remember this part of the game. So, yep. The other families would make it up about a thousand feet up to Truckee Lake. Okay. Now called Donner Lake. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Uh, And found that snow had come about a month early. I don't think it came early. I think they were just lied to. Yep. All right. So they tried to find the trail. But over over six feet of snow covered it. And they couldn't find it. Oh, no. So basically at this point, it was clear that they were stuck there for the winter. They were up in the mountains for the winter. Yes. And they are like, well, fuck. Yes. 
You can't turn around. You can't go forward. Yeah, there's nothing nothing you can do. Except ice skate. That's it. Yes. That's the only thing. So, and eat your fellows. Yeah. So, three cabins were made at, what? at Truckee oh, Lake. Nice. Well. No, not nice. One would be occupied by the Breens. Mm-hmm. One by the Eddies and the Murphys. Mm-hmm. One was for the oxen. And one was for <laughs> One the... was for that one salty oxen who's like, I'm not moving. Yeah. You build me a house. <laughs> Uh, I did my part. The final one would be for the reeds and the graves. Oh. And the Donners were stuck at the bottom of the mountain, and they had to make... They uh, hadn't come up yet? Nope. Oh. They didn't make it up. They got stuck down there because of an injury, mm. and they had to make tents. So no They're cabins the for them. They're in the tents for the winter. Yes. Cool. The cabins were survivalist cabins. They had no doors or windows, just holes to enter and exit from. But they had bunkers, is what you're saying. Basically, <laughs> yeah. The roofs were made from ox skin and leaked when it rained. Okay. Yep. So, you know, not glamping anymore. Right, no, not so this much. This is a terrible camping. We shouldn't have left that second level back in yeah. Nevada. So, at first, things kind of looked up. They were able to hunt a bear. Okay. And the oxen were getting eaten a little bit as they died. <laughs> but... <laughs> things are fine. This yeah. is fine. All our ox are dying. All, and... and we just eat them as they die. Yeah. It's fine. So, before long, food was running out. Mm -hmm. They got to a point where people... Well, yeah, but before that, food was running away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, it got to a point where people were boiling the bones and skin of the ox, and then twigs and stuff. Sure. Because they needed something. Yeah. They would catch mice and eat them when they could. Okay. A few families would make attempts at walking over the summit on foot, but the snow was just too horrible. And they were absolutely, so they were absolutely desperate at this point. Yeah, they're yeah. like, let's try it, let's try it, we can't, we can't. Mm-hmm. Before long, the lake camp learned that Jacob Donner, George Donner's brother, had died, yeah. along with several other young men. Mm-hmm. And George's hand was so infected, he had gangrene now. Oh my god. Margaret, so they're in contact? Yeah, so the people in the How can upper, they not get up there then? So, because... George is so injured, uh-huh. they can't climb. Okay. So a handful of people stayed down to be down with them. Oh, okay. And um, they would go back and forth kind of. Yeah, like, they'd like know. shout to each other and got it, got all that it. kind of stuff. They so, did like a human chain where they would go up the mountain yeah. in like quarter mile increments. Yep. Yeah. So Margaret Reed was able to save enough food to make a glue-like stew of ox skin for Christmas, Aww. which was delightful for her children. Mommy, thank you. But she ran out after that. Oh, yeah. Before long, the cabin folks started to die off one by one, and oh. people were thinking that they were all doomed if they stayed. And maybe yeah, if they, they went... Yeah, they still have two more months to right. get through. Maybe if they went, they might survive, right? Well, no. Maybe. No. Well, they're no. thinking... They, they, they know, their, their thought is, like, we know we're going to die here, so we might as well try. Sure. All right. I get it. So now we get to the cannibalism. Woo! So the group that there would be a group. We are horrible people. Yes, there's a group that would take off together, and they would be called the Forlorn Hope. Oh, a group of seventeen people. That is horrible. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a fun band. Yeah, <laughs> but I I love that. Like to give, the, they're the only hope that they have, right? Yes. And even in that moment, they can't even muster up the idea to be like actually hopeful about it. It's a forlorn hope. Yeah. Like we're going to go. It's not going to work. But we're going to go. We're going to try. Yeah. So, a group of 17 people would make snowshoes and try to get over the peak on foot. Mm-hmm. Some of the uh, women in this group would leave their children with others in the hopes that they could come back for them. Mm. The two Miwok natives, Lewis and Salvador, would be a part of this group. Okay. It was terrible. Mm. And most people went snowblind. Oh. Which is when you get a sunburn on your eyes because yes. of how bright the snow is. Holy fuck. Yeah. 
I didn't know what that was until now, and basically, I'm mortified. A sunburn on your eyes. Yeah. Okay. Now uh, you have a... Oh, it's fun, though. You have a new fear. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> One of the men, Eddie, found that his wife had hid him a half a pound of bear meat in his pack. What? Which He, he would, had a half a pound of bear meat this whole time? Yep. Yeah. He would not share this with the others. No, I don't think I would either. Yeah. I'm that guy. Yeah. So before long, and after blindness, mm-hmm. the group became disoriented and confused. Oh, no. Oh, no. Of course. Well, of course. They have sunburns on their eyes. Yeah. And they're all wandering in different directions up there. <laughs> Where are you? I'm over here. Food. Ow, that's a tree. Oh. No, that was me, you bitch. <laughs> I declare we are lost. Yeah. Where the fucking reed come from? <laughs> so two days later... After becoming disoriented and confused, Patrick Dolan would make a suggestion. I suggest we kill ourselves. Close. Mm. He suggested someone should die so the rest could eat them to survive. And this is how Survivor, the TV show, should really be. Oh, my. <laughs> oh no. He suggested someone should just, like, willingly die? Yes. Wow. It was discussed openly, and people thought maybe this could happen. They oh thought about God. a duel, then a lottery. But then, Eddie, with his bear meat, said, how about we wait until someone just drops dead, and then we'll just eat him? Because he's like, I don't want to lose. I've got bear meat. Sure. I can survive. Sure. I can hold out. Sure. Dick. I mean, I don't blame uh, he's him. He's just playing the survivor. Yeah. He's, okay. It's the Hunger Games. Right. Yeah, true. So, before long, two men would drop dead. There you go. And then Patrick Dolan would go fucking mad. He would strip off all his clothing and run into the woods. Why? I... Why? Because he, he just lost his he fucking mind. He lost his mind. He came back a little but later. His plan came to fruition. And then he died. Isn't he naked now? And well, like he's dead and naked. He yeah. died of exposure. Yeah. Sure. So the group was now eating the dead dolan. That was a weird moment. Yep. All right. <laughs> and they would strip the now four dead people, another person died in this time, yeah. of their meat. But they made sure to take note of who was who so family didn't need to eat their own kin. Ooh, ooh. Basically, they're like, this is Dolan me, this is this guy oh, me. Oh, my is- God. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that terrible? Yes. But I guess it's the best way to go about it. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe a person had to make this choice. I'm hungry. Here, have some Dolan. I don't want any Dolan. He was too tough. Oh, we have my. more Dolan than we have Jeffrey. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> That's just horrible. Yeah, I know. So I Dolan did- is so mealy, though. I know. What if your personalities turned into, like, how your meat tasted? I don't... I would be a salty bitch then. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> At this point, Eddie and both Salvador and Lewis were the only people who refused to eat human flesh. Really? The two natives were like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not that desperate. Eddie is like, I got bear meat that I'm not telling people about. Sure. I, I can wait. Right. They would rest for a bit and then head out again. Eddie eventually would go for the human flesh because he ran out of bear meat. Okay. The white people now started looking at uh, Lewis and Salvador. Just let's just now start just killing and people. thinking maybe we'll kill them because they're natives and thus not really. They're like, human. hey, we already yeah. crossed the line. Yeah. Well, and I just—it's such fucked up logic to be like they're not white, so they're not human. Well, it's not that they're not white and they're not human, but they're not of us. They're yeah. not our group. They're their group. Right. So. Well, it's like manifest destiny. It's right. only for racists. Oh, completely. Yeah, completely. So Eddie would warn them, though the two natives. <laughs> And the natives would flee. Okay. All right? They would eventually stumble upon Lewis and Salvador later, 
who were at death's door because they hadn't eaten for like nine days, and William Foster, the man who accidentally killed the other William, uh-huh. then shot them, <gasps> and uh, and because he's like they're about to die anyway, uh-huh. and then they stripped them of their meat and and t- they ate them. Yeah, they ate them anyway. Yeah, this all just was for nothing. Yeah. Okay. Nothing like killing and eating the people who came to save you and offer you advice. Like, these are two yeah. men who came to basically, with mules and supplies, right. to help save them. Right. So, great. Right? I, I don't feel like they're appreciative people. No. Okay. So, after that, they would stumble upon a Miwok encampment oh. with members of the Miwok tribe, mm-hmm. after having eaten two of them. Sure. And the Forlorn Hope crew looked such a mess that the Native Americans fled the camp. No way! They're like zombies? No! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, they did? Yeah. I mean, I can't blame them. Cause, like, well, no. Yeah. Also, they had the taste of human flesh now. Yeah. Yeah. After they realized that the people were not going to hurt them, which I'm like, girl, you're in danger. They they ate starving. They, yeah, why are you realizing this? What, yeah. You need more evidence than you have. Yeah, so the Miwok people then started giving the starving people acorns and pine nuts to eat. That's good. Yeah, so That's now they're plus. eating things that are not human flesh. I assume that those are around a lot, though. Does the Donner Party not know about acorns and pine nuts? Not enough, I All guess. Right. So, so they would, with the aid of the Miwok people, finally reach a farming settlement down in the Sacramento Valley. So the the rest of the forlorn they hope lived, who, except for the four who died. Or? No, the half the seventeen the, died, <laughs> except for the half of the seventeen yeah. who died. So now during this time, Reed is freaking out because his family and friends weren't coming after him, and mm-hmm. he's like worried they might be in trouble or dead. Right. It would take four separate rescue attempts, which we do not have time to go into detail on, okay. to save the survivors of the Donner Party. Wow. When all was said and done, 41 people out of the 87 would die. Whoa. Five would die before the nightmare in the Sierra Nevada mountains, 35 during the nightmare, and one right as they basically arrived at California. Really? So they like lived through the nightmare and then they die at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Which is, that's the worst one for me. That's like, that's like when you're in a reality Who TV show that? and you're number four before the top three. Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, damn it! sure, yeah. sure. I don't well, that know. was their in season six, you know. That was the one you all loved. Yeah, it was yeah. that's when they kill off the really beloved character. Yeah, and you're like, no, I can't believe, it. but you know, it's the, it's coming. The series yeah. is winding down. Yeah, so almost all of the survivors lost digits to frostbite. Sure, and they would all have basically irreversible PTSD from having to eat family and humans and physical disorders from the ordeal. Can I get your digits? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're all right <laughs> that's here. Not what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> The majority of the people lost were male. The reason behind this is that the women often had children and their maternal instincts to save their young would keep them acting smart and conserving energy. The men were like, I'm going to go for it. And then they died because they had no energy. Because, again, first people to try something always die. Yes. Yeah. Uh, The women knew this. Yeah. And the majority of people who died were old or super young. Mm -hmm. All of the Donner grown-ups would die. But a bunch of their really? kids survived. Yeah, oh. Tamson. Did George die? George did die from yeah. gangrene, and Tamson stayed with him and died alongside him. Oh, down. Um, mm-hmm. Only two families would have every single member of their Her party. Last live. words were, "I told you so." Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Only two families would have every single member of their party live, and that was the Reed family no. and the Breens. Really? I, I guess you needed two E's in your name to guarantee living. <laughs> oh, that was the secret. Yeah. Damn it. The Reed family... I had two N's. Fuck. I know. <laughs> I had one E and two N's. No, nah, you gotta lose half. Damn it. So the Reed family would also be the one family that would not consume any human through their mouths. Sure. They were the only ones who were not cannibals. Okay. Yeah. Weird well, way to say it, I know. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, you know, I don't think we should, like... They weren't, like... Better than the other ones. Yeah, sort of. Well, they were 
desperate. No, I know. I don't know. If in this situation, okay, tell me, Jason T. Gaffney, in this situation, would you eat a person? Yes. Me too. Absolutely. Me too. If it but meant... only after my bear meat was gone. Yes. Literally. And and I had and I had consumed all the almond joys. Yeah. Well, I would eat the almond joys. You would eat a person before almond joys? <laughs> Questionable, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think James Reed would then go on to have a super successful business in the San Jose area. Good. We wanted him to do well. I th- I saw that once. I couldn't find it again. So I don't know okay. if that's true. But okay. I know he had a business. Okay. Before every last survivor... I bet he was an asshole boss, too. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I survived the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Do better. From then on, he stopped talking about Abe Lincoln, but then it was like, it should have been Donna Reed. Yeah. Should have been Donna Reed. Yeah. Did you say Donna Reed would be a great name? <laughs> no, goddammit. Yeah. Before every last survivor of the madness was found, there were already stories being spread to people across the nation. Like, because people now knew about this really? party. Yeah. The truth was instantly thrown out, and people were believing that they actually became savage living out there and that they were happy to feast on human flesh. Oh, wow. One such story was what? that. I know, it's crazy. One such story was that German immigrant Kiesberg. Were... Oh, let's find a way to blame the German immigrants. Yeah. Finally, good. All right, well, I was worried that. I was worried, Americans, but well done. You. They thought that he murdered Tamsin Donner sure. after her husband died sure. to eat her. Mm-hmm. And they made claims that he pre- preferred human flesh to anything else now. Good Lord. One story even mentioned that he took a young boy back to his lodging and killed him and stuck him to the wall like cattle meat. Oh, my God. Right? It's not true. None of that's true. Right. The trials for him failed. He was found innocent. He was put on trial for these well, things? Well, they were going to try to put him on trial for okay. it, and it didn't happen. But the damage was done, and he became he couldn't go out in public anymore because everyone hated him. Jesus. And he is quoted saying, quote, I often think that the Almighty has singled, singled me out among all the men on the face of the earth in order to see how much hardship, suffering, and misery a human being can bear. Sorry, we couldn't understand your accent, shithead. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what is the bright side? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, the biggest thing for me that, that stood out is uh, not everyone died. Sure. Which honestly is yeah, fucking that, amazing. That is true. The bright side is that some people fucking got through yeah. this. <laughs> Horrible thing. Uh, people learned the Hastings cutoff was a disaster, and yeah. most people in the future would choose not to use it. However... so Okay, so one bright side is that other people learned from this group's mistakes. Right. Right. But some Mormons would later make use of the cutoff, but they would make it better. They would literally go on it to try and fix it. Sure, Mormons make everything better. To, for a brief stint during the gold rush, people would use it because there were so many people rushing out here, and mm-hmm. it had been made better. Sure, it wasn't called the gold amble. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get the gold. I'm, I'm running. You know, when I feel like it. Yeah. There's gold in them there, Hills? Yeah. All right. All I'll right. be I'm there. Gonna, I'm going to finish this crossword, and then I'll be right up. I'll be there next Tuesday, yeah. yeah. A memorial was made for them, mm. and California now has a Donna, a Donna. <laughs> <laughs> it's my accent. It's... I love that California has a Donna Reed memorial. <laughs> <laughs> a memorial was made for them, mm-hmm. and California now has a Donna Memorial State Park. Okay. And so that's a cool thing. I oh guess. sure! Like you, at least yeah, they're paying homage to it. You can actually see up at the lake and stuff at the cabins around. Still? Yeah. Well, what's crazy is so I got to see a picture of the tree stumps of the trees they cut to make the cabins. Mm-hmm. The snow was already so high that they're building the cabins like on top of snow. Holy shit! Really? And so the the trees. The stumps yeah. are like six feet. They're high, high because they that cut... was what was above the ground. Yeah. Oh my god! So 
And the final thing is that a ton of stories were created around this, and people learned what humans will do to survive. Sure. And Has it, there been a movie of the Donner Party? I want to say yes, but I, I don't know. I don't know either. I think there should be. I should be, have done though. research on that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't actually do the research. Don't do research. <laughs> Jason, don't start now. <laughs> I was sick. I wonder. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, oh, okay. And another bright side is all the recipes that came out of it. <laughs> That's some fucked up shit there. That's some fucked up shit. Some are pretty good. Did you try the salsa? No. Okay. It's just intestines. <laughs> it's just little Jimmy's intestines. But with tomatoes. With how? <laughs> well, they put a spin on it, you know. <laughs> it's filled with iron and it's good for you. Mmm. <laughs> so horrible. So, uh, so yeah, good recipes. They had, they made a whole book. So, if you guys want me to, there was a lot of information when they got stuck in there and all the rescue attempts. Sure. I don't know if it's like a full episode, but if if you add us, if enough people add us saying we want to know more about that, I could do us a mini episode at oh, some point of a that bonus a little uh, bonus. material. Yeah, sure, I could do. So, that. add us and. And tell us that you want it. Yeah, because we couldn't go into it all today. Yeah, it, 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 it's too I mean, much. literally, there's so look it up. There's so much detail. There's people who died on the trail that mm-hmm. I didn't even get to talk about. Where like it was really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like old people just getting left behind. Mm-hmm. They're like, "You're too heavy." Oh my god! Bye, Jesus. And the old person's like, "Okay, bye." What if I got in the wagon? Yeah, that we're literally throwing you out of the wagon. <laughs> no, the kids' wagon. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> ox is in it. <laughs> we don't have room for you. The ox is like. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wagon. Yeah. Uh, okay. Shit. So, this is a story, man. Yeah. Uh, thank Happy you for day after Halloween. No kidding. It's a good one for <laughs> it's this time of year. It, it makes me feel thankful that I'm not traveling by foot. Imagine. Through the yeah, for sure. Because it's November now. Yep. And the snows would be hitting. It would be. We would be stuck in the Sierra Nevadas yeah. on a lake, six feet above the ground. Yeah. Ironically, six feet above the ground. So, I guess you get buried six feet under, you get eaten six feet over. Oh. <laughs> yes. 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 So, let's not have that happen to us. <laughs> Enjoy your house this winter. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I uh, hope you have a lovely, lovely week. Yes. <laughs> we hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BrightsideKNJ and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look look on on the the bright bright side. side.